0: the only way you get 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com slash ETM and enter code ETM at checkout. J-O-I-N-D-E-L-E-T-E-M-E dot com slash ETM. Go to joindeleteme.com slash ETM and use code ETM for 20% off. Hey, I'm Shauna Compton-Game. This is Millennium Money. And today on the podcast, we have the Today Show financial expert, Gene Chatsky. You have probably seen her on TV. Jean has got some great tips uh, for every different age demographic, and she's got a new book out called Age Proof, and it's all about the powerful connection between health and wealth. And I think, you know, this is something as millennials that is really overlooked, the that real connection between health and wealth. I'm often asked the question, you know, what are some of the secrets that I have seen to other people's wealth? And really health is such a vital, if if not secret element to overall wealth, because you can have all the money in the world, you can have all the money in your bank account, but something could happen to you, you could have a debilitating accident, you could get a disease. And, and I don't want to, you know, kind of project that out there. But that that's just the truth. I mean, the younger we are, the more apt we are to actually have a long term illness or injury than we are to actually pass away. And that just means that you've got to have a lot of money right to sustain you and so any kind of blip like that in your in your financial plan could really be devastating so there is definitely a connection between health and wealth and also just being healthy mentally right being in kind of the right frame of mind when you're thinking about money and you're thinking about your smart money moves is so critical. So this book is just chock full of all sorts of great tips. Uh, I read it in a couple hours, couldn't put it down. There were all sorts of great things that even I learned. So I hope you enjoy this interview with Jean Chasky and that you rush out and go pick up your copy of Age Proof. I've put all the links in the show notes, so make sure you go out and, you know, spend some time really thinking about how powerful this connection is. And, if maybe there are some changes you need to make in your own kind of health uh, routine and regimen so that you can um, be in the right frame of mind, right? When we're talking about health and wealth.
1: Millennial Money with Shauna Compton-Games.
0: It will expand your brain. All right, Jean, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. We are so excited to chat with you. We see you on TV all the time. And uh, so it's uh, so great to have you in to talk about your new book, Age Proof. Thank you so much. I'm excited to be here. Awesome. So the title of the book is Age Proof Living Longer Without Running Out of Money or Breaking a Hip. And uh, I think this is just such a great topic to talk about for my audience, for the millennials, because, you know, I get questions all the time about the secrets to wealth. And I think a lot of younger people really overlook the price of health. You can have all the money in the world, but you can't buy health. So tell us a little bit about the premise behind the book and kind of how you came up with the idea.
1: Sure. So that is essentially the premise behind the book, that... Health and wealth these days are pretty codependent, and you can't have one without the other. And if you're going to live a long time, and I know this is not something that we think about when we're as young as your audience is, but... We're going to live, my generation, and I'm a little bit older than you, is going to live a lot longer than we ever expected to live. And your audience is going to live much longer than they expected to live. And that means you need both health and financial strategies to keep you going all those additional decades. And the reason that you can't have one without the other is because if you've got A financial life that is going fairly strong, but you have some sort of a health incident, that in and of itself is often enough to bankrupt you if you're not properly protected. And if you're healthy, but you don't have much in the way in terms of financial resources, there will come a time where you're not able to stay healthy because you need money to pay for health care
0: right exactly and i think what's great too that you talk about in the book is uh you know you're not immune to health issues even in your 20s and 30s that could be you know financially and physically debilitating for a great many of years that that's so true. And there are so many health
1: related issues that impact people simply because they're young. I mean, if you just look at things like the growth in physical therapy and how many active millennials injure something year Mm. after year and then have to go through rehab to get back on the right track, you become completely aware of the fact that you're not as invincible as you might think. I mean, one of the one of the stories that I will never forget. New York Magazine, a few years ago. I mean, this was before healthcare was mandated. Um, New York Magazine did this story about twenty six year olds and how invincible they feel, and how many of them just were not going through the process of getting health insurance and as a parent, it scared the pants off me. I <laughs> tell you, And I, I worry as we are having all of these discussions in Washington about what's going to happen as far as our healthcare system is concerned, that we will once again, get a generation of millennials who just figure, Oh, I have to pay for the cell phone. I really don't have to pay for health insurance because I don't need it right now because I'm healthy.
0: Exactly. Yeah, that's such a great point. And then, you know, obviously what you're talking about, um, you know, uh, introing this is that even millennials, I mean, they could spend 30 plus years in quote unquote retirement when they're not working. And that's a, that's a long, a really long, sometimes that's longer than they actually spent working. And, right. you know, that needs health. That needs the physical, um, you know, care and things like that. But also the the financial strategy behind that alone is very different than even, you know, my generation or, you know, a few generations before us. And what I envy about your
1: audience is how much time you have. And <laughs> I, I mean, I, The people that I talk to day after day, and we've got a lot of listeners, um, millennial listeners on my podcast, which is called Her Money, um, comes out every week. But we also have older listeners. And what the older listeners will say time and time again is, if I could do it over again, I would have started younger. And your listeners have the ability to start young because they are young. And so getting yourself into the habit of saving as much as you can save at such a young age, making the right decisions, putting protections in place, you know, that's pretty priceless.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I I loved um, chapter two is all about fiscal, physical. um, That's a tongue twister. Uh, But I loved all of the kind of like practical tests that readers can work through to find out, you know, if they're on track or not. And a question that I hear a lot from my listeners actually are that a lot of millennials are scared about retirement, even in their 20s. You know, they're they're panicked about are they making the right decisions? Are they saving enough money? And, you know, I think in Chapter two, you also point out things of like, don't be panicked, you know. Nice. Um, and how can how do you think millennials can really balance this this fear that they have? You know, after seeing what happened in 2008, 2009, with the, it's going to be okay message?
1: Um, By doing things like saving, I feel like action is the antidote to fear. And by taking the appropriate action, and I can tell you what marks you need to hit in order to really make sure you're on track. I mean, if you're, if you're in your twenties and your thirties and you're able to put away 10 to 15% of whatever you're making, including matching dollars. So if your employer is um, generously matching any sort of a contribution that you're putting into a retirement fund, um, great. That counts towards your 15%. By the time you hit your 30th birthday, or at least your thirty-fifth birthday, you should have about one times your current salary put away for retirement. And I can tell you just how possible it is to get there. I had a um, a young woman who worked for me for nine years. She um, she joined my team when she was twenty-one years old. She left my team when she was just about to turn thirty, and she was a regular contributor to her workplace retirement plan, not not putting in any more than what I'm recommending that you put in right now. And she had more than that one times her salary by the time that she left, oh, wow. just because oh, wow. the market was able to grow on her behalf. So as long as you're making those contributions and you've got the money invested in stocks, and again, I know I get it. I think I've been bookended by the Great Depression and the Great Recession. So my mother and father were children of the Depression, and they had some fears about um, the markets because they saw what happened to their own parents. My kids grew up um, and saw what happened during the, the Great Recession, that people lost a ton of their retirement savings and were unable to find jobs. If you can get yourself past those fears and just get yourself into a diversified portfolio, mostly of stocks, you could be 80 percent, 90 percent in stocks at your age, you're going to be just fine. That. Amount of risk will taper off as you get older, but just getting your money in there, getting it invested, understanding that over the course of your investing life, the market is going to correct and sometimes it's going to correct big and it's going to not be a lot of fun to look at. But you shouldn't give in to the desire to just grab whatever's left, pull it out, and run for the hills. You just turn off the computer. And turn off the television and go about your day and continue to put money in.
0: Exactly. I think with the technology the way it is now, it's like, you know, we're almost so inundated with the messaging. And uh, sometimes those headlines can get bigger and bigger and bigger in our head. And, uh, you know, it's almost like inescapable.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and and if you can't escape it, then you go away from the the medium, right? If you can't sure, escape sure. it, you close the laptop, you shut off the phone, or at least get away from that website. And uh, and then we'll be we'll be all set.
0: Awesome. So, awesome. what do you think are like one or two uh, other kind of most important takeaways from age AgeProof? Um, the first is that the
1: same strategies can be used to get a grip on both your health and your financial life. And, and there are things like learning how to automate, learning how to make good decisions one time and then take advantage of them and things like having an accountability buddy. Um, we talk a lot in the book about the team members, you know, a lot of the interesting thing about both health and, 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 um, and finance is that people would much rather talk about politics or sex it, it's just you know we think of yeah these, we think of these things as private we don't necessarily want to share but they're not solo endeavors they are really things that you should bring other people into the tent and share them because it helps you if other people know what you're trying to do because that keeps you accountable and so, having an accountability buddy, a friend who doesn't think the sun shines out of your ass. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Right. You know, that's who you want. You want that person who is going to be honest with you all the time and tell you, you know, yes, that donut actually does have 490 calories. No, Those pants aren't in your budget. You know, they're going to keep you honest and keep you on track.
0: Yeah, that's such a good point. So I know that the listeners know you as the financial expert for the Today Show, but a lot of people don't know, a lot of the listeners listening to the podcast don't know your background. Would you mind just talking for a couple minutes about kind of how you got to, to where you are? Absolutely. So I came into this as a financial journalist,
1: Um, I have worked for just about every financial publication on the (laughs) the planet. Um, I spent some time at Forbes. I was on the startup team at smart money. I was at money magazine. I started at working woman magazine many, many years ago. Uh, and, and I spent a few years on wall street. And so I really learned, um, in the trenches about personal finance because I was reporting these stories and, Having reported them, I started putting the information to work in my own life, um, and and eventually started doing these kinds of reports on on television, which is how most people know me. But I wasn't I was an English major in college. I was not born good at this. Um, very few people are. But I, I learned along the way. I took my lumps, and and <laughs> now I'm a very good manager of my own money um it's just practice it,
0: uh, yeah it, and, and i think that's such a good point that you just say there too about you know sometimes people think when when they see us on tv or on podcast or whatever it may be that we've had just kind of smooth sailing everything's been figured out and perfect and i think it's really great when we can also share like hey we've had bumps in the road and this is this is reality yeah no no question and reality is you know it, it we make
1: mistakes it's Important to admit when we make mistakes or we don't know the answers. Um, I was I was talking to uh, I was talking to uh, one of the people on my team earlier today about how freeing it is to be able to say when we don't know the correct answer about something financial. I don't know, but I'll get back to you. You know, we will we will get back to you and we will figure it out because giving the wrong information is a lot more detrimental than being a little bit late with the information.
0: Yeah, that's just such a great (laughs) message all the way around. (laughs) Yeah, no question. Awesome. So how can listeners find out about you, find out about your podcast, and most importantly, get the book? Um, so you can get the book wherever
1: books are sold, Amazon, Barnes and Noble. You can find more information about me at jeanchatsky.com. And I'll spell it for you because it's a little tough. It's J-E-A-N-C-H-A-T-Z, like zebra, K-Y.com. Um, and you can um, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, on SoundCloud, on Stitcher. And uh, and I hope that that um, your listeners will, will do that and will like it.